welcome everyone this is going to be <clears throat> a bit this is going to be kind of a fundamental episode um, because this particular t- topic is and this is by no means me trying to criticize uh, you know how people make this topic but often they go into such detail that they don't really see the bulk of the structure itself uh, and how it works how it seems to work anyways from what I've noticed how it seems to work um, please note that what I'm going to be talking about uh, is by no means going to be like 100% accurate or anything um, this is based off of some things that I've read some things that I've come to the understanding of and kind of melding of these two together so what is this episode going to be about it's going to be about understanding the basic mechanism of survival um I talked about this a little bit in the last episode that I did called what was it something about understanding the differences between the physical and the spiritual and in the next episode I talked about how your survival the physical world is all about survival um, and the spiritual world is a completely different understanding uh, it doesn't really even have rules in the typical sense that we understand rules uh, because most of what we understand to be rules I'm not saying that there aren't like um, I won't I won't call them rules though but that there aren't like guidelines and what not there but for the most part there are no rules there are no uh, even guidelines there are like paradigms that you can embody uh, and things like this but there are no actual rules because in this spiritual realm of development you're virtually infinite um, and the only reason why there are paradigms is so that you can uh, deal with the world in a sort of spiritual manner um, just keep that in mind uh, so when it comes to survival a lot of people talk about it a lot, of, a lot of people talk about this thing called evolution but they don't understand how how important and how fundamental this actually is because they don't they don't contemplate it they don't dare do the research themselves and look into this and tell them and ask themselves what does this actually mean right so a good example of this, right? You know, a lot of these pe- rationalist people—not that I disagree with their point—saying uh, that maybe we should have more reasonable discussions and, you know, not to be controlled by our emotions and all these things. Uh, but that's not really how the mind and the body works. That's not how the mind works because if you're being. Um, Say, say if you find a bear, or if you're, you know, surrounded by wolves or something, you're not going to be thinking rationally, saying, oh, we'll have to do this, 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 this. 
your emotions are going to take you over and you're going to be doing things automatically having having automatic reactions because you're of your need for survival so when I'm when people talk when I'm when people might hear me talking about survival they may be thinking to themselves oh this has nothing to do with me I don't live in those situations but what they don't understand is that the body and the mind the subconscious mind doesn't really know this the body the subconscious mind knows this but uh, not to not to the extent that we do but the body does not know this the body does not realize that we have developed to such a level uh, that we really don't have these threats, especially if you're like uh, in urban or suburban areas. You're not going to, you know, have these problems. And so you're, you, when you have fear, you know, all these emotions, fear and anger, your body's going to be reacting as if this is uh, our very survival is at stake. Because why would you get angry? You know, maybe a tribe is trying to defend you. Maybe a tribe is trying to kill you and rape you or whatever it is. And so the body doesn't realize that these things aren't life-threatening. And so the, so the body's reactions are overreactions. And those reactions take over your mind. And this is why this idea of rationality doesn't, you know, isn't going to work. Your mind doesn't work this way. It never works this way. Um, um, let me think for a second. So, you could think of this. Um, you can think of your genetics, your DNA as a sort of memory uh, that the body has. And the memory isn't necessarily memory as in thoughts or concepts, but it's, but as survival, like how to survive, what to do, uh, things like this. For the most part, I mean, there, there's, you know, there's no thoughts or anything, but your body understands these things. Um, there's a lot of problems with this especially since we are going we're, we're quickly going past the point where you know we're not going to we're you know these things are n- not helping us anymore and already this is already happening all uh, this radicalization that's happening all these riots uh, <clears throat> there's so much radicalization you know, these different political p- points of view uh, you know if you disagree with this one person, you know, they're going to be overly emotional and irrational because their body, uh, because their body is feeling these emotions. You know, because the body doesn't understand that the mind's creating these emotions, not because it's survival, but because, because, you know, because of mere disagreements. And there's no life or death thing involved here, unless you're like in the Middle East or something. Right, so because it doesn't realize this, your 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 it's going to because the body and the mind are so intimately connected. Uh, you're going to be doing things based on this. 
what's why you see so much tribalism um you know think people think that you know evolution or this idea of survival just pertains to physical survival and it does but it it's so much more than this because the body doesn't you know once you have these needs met if they are met which they usually are for most people in the western world right like at least half or more of the people right so <clears throat> your body doesn't know for the most part or care that these needs are met um, it's going to be doing these things anyways because survival is still at stake any time this stuff can in this is why your mind is always chasing and struggling and doing all these things because your body thinks that survival is literally at stake here and your mind and your body are very much connected if not the same thing and you know you can see this if you relax your body you'll notice that your mind is going to be relaxed um, so the way I often think about it is that the body when it comes to this process of evolution because this process is so slow and so um, gradual the body is very much behind in a lot of ways uh, when it comes to this because one the the DNA the genetics um, that pertains to evol evolution and survival is so strong in you because you've been sur you know your ancestors have been surviving you know all, all these times more more t more um, basically the way to think of this is you your ancestors have been actually trying to physically survive you know with food and all these diseases and whatnot more years and centuries than has your ancestors have not and so these this is going to be affecting your body and your mind and it's going to be controlling your mind and your body why do you think so many people are so uh, you know, into certain things like getting money and you know having sex and all these things. It's not a coincidence. Survival is at stake for the body. Um, survival and maintaining you know your particular uh, genetic code or whatever. Um, You know, this is this what I'm talking about. It uh, there's a, there's a branch of psychology called evolutionary psychology that goes into this. That your very survival is at stake, and it affects your psychology um, with things like cognitive biases and you know all these things because your mind, your your body doesn't realize. You know, even if your body does realize this, which it doesn't really, but even if it does. Uh, you know, survival is still going to be at stake. Um, 
your mind is going to be affected by this. And this is why you see all these cognitive biases and you know things like your mind is your mind is being controlled by your body because your mind is connected to mostly you know it's not your mind by the way your mind isn't just your brain uh, it is part of your body as well uh, but it's mostly in your brain um, but your your because your mind is so connected to your body. you are going to be controlled by these things unless you are aware whenever these things happen you know resistances um, you know motions realize that your body's going to be reacting and it's going to be feeding uh, or creating this reaction within the mind and that's because of something called survival uh just keep that in mind whenever that is happening. You know, all these things are not, you know, a coincidence. <clears throat> um, so... Your, your ego, what you could actually call your ego, uh, because I did a little bit of rambling, right? So what you can actually call your ego is the programming that your mind, that your, your, your body and your brain and your mind, your subconscious mind creates to help you survive. The ego is not here to help you gain more money uh, or anything like this, for the most part, it's it's here to keep you s surviving, and this is why the ego is so limiting. The reason why the ego is so limiting is because you're, you know, people have this idea that oh my ego is bad and all this stuff. Um, your ego is not bad, but it's not, you know, helping you either. Because, like I said, it, it's only concerned with one thing. Helping you survive. And even if you if you have all these physical needs met, right? Um, what people don't seem to understand, or people may not understand, is that even if you have all these needs met, the mind, the subconscious mind, the body's not going to care. Um, think for a second. So it's not going to care um, that these needs are met uh, because that genetic memory is stronger than the the uh, fact that you you came over you 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 overcame these desires you overcame this survival needs and you you met them and whatever not uh, you know this is why you're seeing. So many people, even when they have so much money, trying to get more and more and more. It's not because they're bad or evil. It's because they don't understand this problem. They don't see it for what it is. And because so much has changed, right? And because so much has 
Now, different, we don't really need to worry about this as much, especially if you're in the urban areas or suburban areas or, you know, in the west, the western hemisphere. You don't have this problem as much. And so, because we don't have this problem as much, you're seeing the problems with this system uh, now are coming into awareness. You know, all these cognitive biases, you're seeing all this greed, you're seeing all this, you know, rampant corruption everywhere. This is not a coincidence. This is the, this is the product of a system that has worked for, you know, the, the species of humanity and all the other species for billions of years. It's not a coincidence at all. I talked about in one of my older episodes, old, older meaning episode about half a week ago or so, um, called What Our Future Might Have to Look Like, um, or something like this. I talked about how, or, you know, all this might have to change. We're going to have to change this because this system is not going to work. You're already seeing the failure of why this is not working. Now, part of this is because so many people don't know about spiral dynamics, right? And so they haven't integrated a lot of these levels. Um, I might make an episode about this, but there's so much that's influencing our lives. You can't tell me that you don't think that movies and music and... You know, television shows aren't influencing your life in some way. Don't, that's, that's not, that's not how this works. These things are influencing you. And they're, most of them are lowered consciousness. Uh, a really crude and overt example of this uh, is rap music. Not all rap music, but the mainstream Forms that exist, you know, they're talking about the, the maybe not necessarily even the mainstream forms, but the the ones that are talking about you know being a gangster and you know you know fuck uh, all these women and all this stuff. Uh, you can't tell me that you don't think this is having some kind of influence. A lot of it is. And this may sound harsh, and and, and I'm not and I'm trying not trying to be, I'm not trying to be overly political. I'm just pointing out how this works, right? Um, you know, I might I might actually just I'm gonna I'm gonna just not go into that because it is a whole can of worms right there. But uh, the point is is that these things do have an influence on maybe not necessarily your behavior, but your your outlook, especially if you look up to whatever the group is, whatever they're saying, if you if you know what they're saying or whatever, um, if you're you're looking up to a superhero or whatever it is, and one thing I will say about this actually, uh, particularly relates to movies, uh, particularly action movies and horror movies, is. It's not, there's no. It's not a coincidence that all of these movies have 
overtly black and white stereotypes of wh what good and evil is for the most part i mean some of them are are better than others about you know trying to show you that not all villains and heroes are going to be completely black or white but most of them are very black and white uh you know the, the villain is stage red usually or stage orange and red. Notice a lot of criminals, a lot of the criminal scene is stage orange and red, orange and red. Um, <clears throat> and that's the other part that plays into this. This also plays into survival, the spiral dynamic stages. This is all about survival. Um, and how when you grow up, you actually go through each stage. You don't, you don't just start from, like, stage green or orange when you're born. No, you start from, like, the first stage, which would be stage beige, which is survival. Um, and so you're not, you're getting whatever from your mother, you know, the milk or whatever it is, or formula or whatever she's using. And so it's all about survival and tr trying to form a secure attachment. And if that security attachment isn't really formed, you know, you get these other types of attachments. There's, uh, there's some stuff about this, but there's four different type types of attachment. Secure attachment, avoidant attachment, um, disorganized attachment, and um, I forget what the other one was, but there's, there's four different types of attachments. And each of these attachments are... caused because of the, how the mother um, raised well, not, really, not really raised but how the mother uh, treated and you know dealt with the child um, this this also has to do with survival you know, because it may be you may not have gotten a completely secure attachment to your mother. You know, this may not this may be hard to hear, or because it was something that when I first found out about this, you know, I had a kind of a reaction to this because it kind of goes against everything that you think you know about when you, what you know the spiritual journey and all this stuff. Um, but you know, I talked about this in my last episode, um, but. There is a difference between the spiritual and the physical. Uh, and the reason why there's so much of a sort of divide between the two is because the two are completely different. The physical world is based on completely different paradigms and understandings than the spiritual one. Um, so there's the four different types of attachment. Um... There's also a um, you know there's there's so much more that that you can go into with this. Uh, there's many different like facets and levels to this, but all of this relates to survival, not just in the physical sense, but um, you know once these needs are met in some way, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs are met, which. You know, most of the people, 
most of them aren't met to some extent, or to most of the extent. But uh, so so back to what I was saying about spiral dynamics, right? So when you're born and when you're growing up, you're going through these stages of spiral dynamics. Um, you know, from birth, you start at the beige, and then you go to purple. Eventually, once you kind of grow, when you once you kind of grow an ego, then you go to red. It's all about you, and you know because you're trying to get all this attention and whatnot, because you're trying to survive. And then going to stage blue, because you're you know you're not grown up, and you're not. Uh, the way to understand this is because stage blue is all about having rigid beliefs and moral codes and you know bureaucracies and all this stuff right so the way that I've talked about this before this also has to do deal with your rule book right so when it comes to your <clears throat> childhood when people what you look up to or your parents or your society or whatever is are telling you things you're not going to be looking at that and saying, oh, is this right? Is this wrong? No, because you're not developed enough yet to get to that level. And so you're going to be going through the stage blue. Uh, and oftentimes people stop at stage blue or orange. They don't really go beyond this unless they have some kind of spiritual awakening or some kind of new understanding that happens. Um... So they go to blue, and then what may happen later is sort of awakening. It may start, you know, by rationality or whatever. Maybe the parent teaches the person rationality at, at like, around teenage years, 13, 14, 15. Um, or maybe the person says, you know, maybe these beliefs are great, but they're not. The end-all, be-all, have fun with them and whatnot. You know, don't get too stuck on them and all this stuff so you can enter stage orange uh, which is all about money and you know, rationality and science and all this stuff right so you're be becoming independent this this was actually something that was uh, given, shown to me by Aaron Dowdy he, he talks about how they are actually you go through the stages uh, when you when you're born you go through each stage of the uh, spiral dynamics, and, and it's not completely—it's not a completely linear process, because there are elements of each stage within, you know, our society or whatever. Um, you know, you can kind of definitely see this with stage blue. Um, you know, stage red, uh, you see a lot of this with, you know, a lot of the criminals that you see. Um, a lot of the criminals are in the movies and, you know, the books and the television shows are actually red. A lot of them are stage red or orange or both, uh, but mostly red and orange or maybe red and blue and orange. Um, but they're usually not really high on the, the this uh, spiral right and the reason is because they haven't met the higher all of the the hierarchy of needs uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs so 
you go from orange from orange to green so green I'm trying to think of what would cause that with being raised I'm thinking that would probably happen after or maybe even go orange as well because you're growing up you you go to orange uh, because you're then now an adult you have to learn how to be independent so you, can, you get a bit of orange by doing that and then by green, green seems to happen mostly by in sort of awakening uh, of sorts. Or maybe you find some people who have shown you that maybe orange and blue are compl- you know have some problems with it, and you realize that yeah, you may, may, maybe that you're right, right? So you go to green, and then because you realize eventually that green is so limiting, you go to yellow, and then the same thing kind of happens. Um, <clears throat> Don't think this is in coincidence. Don't think none of this has to do with survival at all. Because it is all connected to this idea of evolutionary psychology. Uh, you know, you might be asking, you know, well, why does the brain create you know, these things like you know, depression or loneliness or whatever it is? It's all about survival. It's what it is. It's all about... If it's not physical survival, it's about social survival in the sense of, you know, moving, uh, getting closer to people, finding a secure attachment with a a partner or whatever. Uh, So you you go through the social survival. You're trying to socialize and all this stuff. So your mind, your ego is mostly about the different levels of survival. Uh, at a certain point, you know, your body is always still going to be at this level. Um, <clears throat> I know we went off a sidetrack here, but it all, it all kind of comes together because all of these like different ideas kind of can connect together to form what you can call, you know, they're not necessarily reality, but they're the map to help you to understand how this works. Not necessarily how, how accurate this is, but how well this works, how well this seems to uh, portray how things kind of are, at least in some ways. Many, many ways, even, maybe. Um... You know, another way of looking at this, you know, there's many different ways, right? So, uh, stage purple is about tribalism because, you know, you have to depend on your mother or your parents to survive, right? Because you're younger. So, stage red, you, you go beyond stage purple, so you go, go stage red. After you get up to a certain point, um, you know, stage red is there. Um, you know, if you have a bunch of tribes that are trying to get on your territory, or maybe you want to secure a bunch of areas. Well, that's stage blue, but we'll get into that. So, stage red is um, in a one or two 
truly secure your level of survival. You're going to be going after all these tribes, you know, trying to make like seven or eight tribes into one major tribe. They may be still, you know, have their own uh, um, origins and whatnot, but they're still part of this one tribe, this one nation um, under the stage red person. Because when if you're if you're in the stage purple if you're tribal, you have, you have all these tribes competing for your space for your, your resources and all those stuff. So you want to try and go beyond this and go to stage red, but then you have other stage red people, so you have to go to stage blue, which means you know law and order, bureaucracy, you know beliefs to t- try and keep all these pe- different people together, civilization things these things like this. Right, um, and at a certain point, you, <clears throat> you get to stage orange, and stage orange might be caused because of you know, there's so much economic collapse because we've gotten such a such a state, we've gotten to such a level because stage blue is only good to a certain extent, right? Um, because because it is so limiting, because it is so rigid, it, it doesn't really allow for e- economic freedom. And so you need stage orange, and, you know, stage orange for economic re- uh, freedom and scientific reasoning and all this stuff uh, to advance, right? To improve our level of survival. And then... <clears throat> getting on with it, you know, we go to stage green because we realize the excesses of stage orange. You know, we're seeing the problems with the economy. You know, the the economy is maybe working for some people, but not everybody. Um, You know, maybe the environment is all messed up because because we we do all this stuff. You know, the stage orange mentality doesn't really care about the environment. It only cares about making money because it's all about economic growth because... When you're in stage blue, it's all about, you know, religion and codifying morals and, you know, all these things. Which is helpful when you're trying to get out of stage red. Uh, But it isn't helpful when you're, you know, once you've gotten to a certain point of, once you've built up civilization to a certain point, point, you have to go beyond this to stage orange. So stage green is when you're going beyond this. Because you realize the problems of stage orange. So stage green is then when you're helping, you know, fellow man because you realize that you can't keep doing this because there's still you know, a lot of problems with stage orange. It's, it's about, you know, succeeding over the other person. Because stage orange is about the individual. Stage blue <coughs> is about the collective. And the other reason why stage blue doesn't work is because, you know, at a certain point, the collect, you know, stage blue has its uses because you have to go beyond stage red. Because stage red is very individualistic as well. Um, trying to think for a second. Um, You know, because there's so much uh, rigidness and beliefs and codifying of morals in stage blue, there's no 
there's no innovation there's no real room for you know bigger understandings you know you had a lot of this happening uh, within the 16th 15th and 16th century with people like Copernicus and Galileo you know they had all these understandings and scientific breakthroughs that they were having but because it was violating stage blues understandings of religion you know you were having all these this violence because it at stage blue it's all about the collective uh, in terms of the religion but because stage blue is all about the you know religion that you are with on uh, you know the race that you have and whatnot the whatever it is that you are the group that you're with the race the religion whatever it is the country you're still fighting with these other countries and so stage orange sees the problems with this right same with stage purple or stage red stage red sees the problem with this so it goes me 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 but not in the sense of me more money but me conquer all these other tribes so that we can secure these areas even though it necess doesn't necessarily think in that way but that's the way it starts and then it goes to stage blue once you get to all those levels of red um, and then stage orange is the opposite it goes to end individual because stage orange realizes that you have to have economic freedom and individual you know the ideas of individual liberty in order to really grow and expand right and then stage green realizes all the problems and the excesses of stage orange um so <clears throat> it goes back to collectivist but because stage green's problems are all about um helping you know all about you know helping the you know family of man to such a, an extent that it it can and does and is right now it you know, can maybe not necessarily is but it is um you could hold on let me think for a second because stage green is also very rigid in a sense that they're they're extremely collectivist and they've ignored or forgotten or have been triggered but by, by the truths that were given to us by stage orange uh, you know, they have all these rigid rules and things like this um, in these other stage green areas. Um, you know, there's no innovation happening, but there is, you know, there is a lot of advancement that's happened with stage green. Don't get me wrong, but there's also a lack of innovation that's happened. There's a lot of you know, problems with stage green because it's all about, you know, helping the other person to such an extent that they have actually crippled themselves by these practices and um, to such, a, such an extent that you know eventually you have you, you realize that stage green has its own problems and so you go to stage yellow you start realizing that things are way more complicated than we originally thought and so gate stage yellow turns back to individualistic um, you know, because as I goes individualistic, collective, individualistic, collective, individualistic, collective, individualistic, collective. Um, so stage yellow is all about individualistic understandings, individualistic understandings. You know, improving your understandings, finding more nuance. Um, stage yellow doesn't really care about 
what is you know, different from their point of view. They want to look at this point of view and see what makes sense in this point of view. You know, they, they'll study a bunch of things. So the way that I've talked thought of this before, like say you look the way that you could look at economies is you look at all the different people, you know, their their wants, their needs, their understanding, what they are doing, and then you look at the demand. What is demanded? What is what is here though? What what is the supply? What is the labor that's helping to supply the su- supply? Um, what are you know, their wages? What is you know, helping this? Because the, their wages are also going to be used to um, buy part of the supply as well. What are the other jobs that are happening? That are because there there there's other people that are going to be buying the supply as well. Um, there's all these different things that take stage yellow has to take into account. But because stage yellow is so individualistic, they're not really. Uh, willing to uh, work with other people um, as much because they're, you know, other people are not necessarily a hindrance, but because stage yellow can see the problems of, you know, collectivism, uh, they would rather work with themselves. You know, they'd rather study all these things with themselves. But when it comes to implementing your ideas that you get from stage yellow, you have to work with other people. And so eventually Stage Yellow realizes the problems of Stage Yellow. And then Stage Yellow starts to go into turquoise. And then turquoise is where you work with other people. You start to implement these ideas. Maybe even, you know, uh, embody these understandings. You know, maybe find other understandings that take Stage Turquoise people get. And so these cycle just keeps going this way. Maybe even eventually there'll be another stage. Um, there's a theoretical stage that may eventually come after a turquoise called stage coral. Coral. Um, and so this is going to keep continuing and continuing and continuing, possibly. Um, you know, because there could be problems with stage cur- turquoise, but because stage turquoise is so rare. Uh, and, stage, and stage yellow as well, by the way. But because these two stages are still so rare, because they're tier two, right? Tier two is all about... Tier two doesn't have the same problems as tier one. Tier two is not concerned with upholding their agenda. Uh, the, the, if there's something out there that disagrees with their point of view, they will look at it and see if, it, if, if there's something from that that can be added to to their point of view and whatnot. So tier two is a different like perspective, a tier, totally different like paradigm shift that happens because t- the problems with st- tier one is you know plainly obvious when you get tier two and, and stage yellow. Um, so there's lots, so there's a whole lot more that I could talk about with this understanding of survival um, because you could talk about. The very specifics, you know, Actualize.org has made videos about survival, um, but I but I thought I'd give the basics, the general general points here about how survival works, you know. And uh, I actually went more in depth than I originally intended, but uh, I think it, think these points are they serve a purpose here, so.
Anyways, this is David Speaks. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for other episodes, uh, you can leave me a message if you're a member of Anchor and you have the Anchor app. Or you can find me on Twitter at Beyond Minds with a Z. Uh, this is David Speaks, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.